0: You're listening to the Wannabe Minimalist Show, episode number four. On today's show, we're talking about how to declutter your kids' stuff without a fight, meltdown, or pushback. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too. Because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos. But you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. I'm your host, Deanna Yates. Today, we are going to talk about a subject I get asked about all the time. How do I get my kids to declutter their stuff? It's not impossible. Now, I know kids come with a lot of stuff. When they're babies, it's diapers, multiple changes of clothes each day, bottles, toys, high chairs, the crib, the stroller, a car seat, a travel crib. The list could go on. And while babies do need a few specialized items... I believe that we are the ones that perpetuate this idea that they actually need all of this stuff. I mean, people have been having babies since the beginning of time, and I'm pretty sure they didn't have the blue smart Mia smart baby feeding system back then. Heck, they didn't even have that six years ago when my daughter was a baby. It makes you wonder how we survived as a species. Then, as our babies grow up into toddlers and little kids, we have even more things to buy, like toys and full wardrobes each season as they grow faster than weeds. We have to baby-proof the house and transition to older toys. It's a lot. And from my experience, it just gets worse when your kids enter grade school and can compare what they own to what their friends have. It is a challenge. I get it, and I am struggling with this right now. My best advice is to be a role model for your kids and display the kind of behavior you want to see in them. I know, it's not earth-shattering advice, but it is important. The problem is you might be struggling with how to be that role model. You are listening to this show, after all, and I want to do my best to help you with concrete solutions that you can implement right away to make an impact in your life. So that's why we're going to discuss three different scenarios that will help you move past your kids having too much stuff and getting into that life that you long for. And if you want a cheat sheet for this episode with a checklist of the action items we're discussing today, you can find it at littlegreenbow.com forward subscribe. This will give you access to the vault where you will find this printable along with lots of other amazing freebies and goodies. Today's checklist will be found under episode 4 of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Let's take a look at some examples for how you can do this in real life. So first, that kid that's always losing things. Do your kids constantly lose things? Are they always looking for a toy or a stuffy? Perhaps getting out the door is a struggle because they can't find their shoes? Now take a look at yourself. Do your things have a home or a specific place you put them day in and day out? If so, you can model what it means to know where everything is when they need it and gently demonstrate how you are able to find anything you want at a moment's notice. If not, this is a great time to work on this yourself and involve your kids in the process. An example is to set up an entry zone. Create a space in your entryway where you keep keys, sunglasses, handbags, backpacks, shoes, and anything else you are generally searching for on your way out the door. Get your kids involved so they know where their things are to be kept as well. Then, and here's where the real work comes in, make sure you keep the items there. Put them in the right spot the minute you walk in the door. It only takes a couple extra seconds, but I promise it's life-changing. So think about it. What are some areas in your home that you can set up to make your day-to-day life easier? Perhaps it's the entryway, like we just discussed. Or maybe you need a lunch station where you put all of the lunch containers and prepackaged foods for their lunch. You know, this is where lunch boxes from the previous day would get put away and where you pack the next day's lunch. Or maybe it's a homework area with all the pens and pencils, papers, calculators, and any other supplies your kid might need in order to concentrate and get it done is something that would help your family the most. Whatever your hot button is, Think about how you can create a home for the necessary items around that task and make it easier for everyone to participate. This idea for having a place to put everything in your home will really help alleviate the issues for those kids that are always losing things and can never find what they need when they need it. Okay, number two, let's discuss the kid that never cleans up. Does your home look like a tornado just came through at the end of the day? Our home used to, and honestly, we still struggle with this one. If this is a struggle for you too, I recommend a 15-minute pickup party before getting ready for bed. And if you need motivation, maybe you do the pickup session before dessert as a family. Set the timer, put on some good tunes, and get going. Make it fun and your family will want to join you. And then after, you get to celebrate with dessert. After 15 minutes, your home will be much cleaner and you won't feel like you have to do it all yourself. I promise your kids are capable. They clean up at school and daycare, so there is no reason they cannot do this at home with you. It's really about setting the expectation and following through. It's also so much easier to get your family to help clean up when everything you own has a designated place to go. Think about it. At my daughter's daycare where she used to go, every box was labeled, so the kids knew where all the toys went. And this is really one of the biggest reasons our homes get messy. Items don't have a place where they belong, and so it's hard to put them away at the end of the day. So to put that another way, your family is more likely to help clean up and put those things away when they know where they go in the first place. That's right. Your family will help clean up and put things away when they know where they go. So if your family is struggling to get on board, think about implementing the jailbox idea. I talked about this on episode number three, five easy decluttering methods for when you're feeling stuck. This is when you take an item that was left out after cleaning up and instead of putting it away yourself, you put it in jail. I'm using air quotes here. Now, in order for your family member to get these items back, a chore must be completed. That's usually an easy, quick task um, You know, just an extra little chore. And it's a quick way to have a consequence for not picking up rather than nagging or yelling, which, let's be honest, never seems to be as effective as we think it will be. We will be right back. And now, back to the show. So how can you make it easier for your family to help clean up in your home? Will you try out the 15-minute pickup party for the week? Or maybe you'll implement the jailbox idea. I'd love to know. And finally, let's bring up the elephant in the room and talk about the kid with too many toys. Does your kiddo have more toys than FAO Schwartz? I mean, you might even have a big stuffed elephant sitting in a corner. If so, I have some tough love for you today. First, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that your kids were not the ones who purchased all these toys with their own money. Am I right? Of course they didn't buy the toys themselves. It's the adults in their lives that have contributed to this overabundance. Whether that's you, the other parent, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, someone is using things to show their love. Yes, gifts are some people's love language, and so if that's the problem, we'll have to address it another way. But that's probably not what's going on here. All of this is to say that when you're looking at the toys in your kid's room, I need you to remember that it is not your child's fault that they have too many toys. Remember, they are not the ones that purchased the toys in the first place. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, we can look at some solutions. One of our favorite ways to declutter an overabundance of toys is to have a donation day and that's where you talk to your kids about how there are other children in the world who don't have as much, and so by donating the toys that they no longer play with, they will be making another kid super happy. Donation days have worked really well for our family, and honestly, the holidays are the perfect time to work this in, so you really should give it a try. Donation days are also pretty easy when the kids are younger because they're growing so fast and their brains are developing so quickly. You know, the toys they loved a year ago may no longer hold their interest, so it's a lot easier to let those go. But sometimes, our daughter is not ready to let go of something, even if she's outgrown it. In that case, I'll box up these items and store them away for a while. After a little while, and if it seems like she's tiring of the current toys, we can rotate out the stored toys, and it's like getting new things. Sometimes, that break is enough for her to see the toy next time and be ready to get rid of it. Or she has a new interest in it and really wants to play with it. Now, when you're looking at toys and getting rid of toys for your children, you know, make sure you bring a big dose of empathy with you. You're asking your children to part with their things, and sometimes that can be really scary. You know, sometimes kids are fearful of letting go of toys because they're not sure what life will be like without them. It really is a lot like what we adults experience when we're decluttering. For some of us, it can be scary. And if that's the case, your child needs to see that life is okay with less before fully committing. And so this is when I recommend boxing up items and storing them away before donating them and informing your child that they're just going away temporarily if they really want them back. On the other hand, if your child is ready to part with a toy, you need to be careful and hold your emotions in you might be surprised at how your child's decisions affect you. Do not pass judgment on their choices. Instead, box an item up and remove it with a smile on your face. (laughs) So if you think it's a decision that they will regret or it's a family heirloom, you can store it away. But remember, your child deserves to make their own decisions and should not be forced to keep toys just because you have an emotional attachment to them this can be a real hard one so be prepared once you've got a handle on the current toys the best thing you can do for the future is to limit the new toys that come into your home you can do this by swapping out things for experiences there are all sorts of activities that you can do with your child this holiday season consider getting tickets to the zoo the science museum amusement park theater Or another idea you can use this holiday season is the four gift method. With this method you purchase only four gifts for your child, which are one thing they want, one thing they need, one thing to wear, and one thing to read. Alright, let's step back for a second though. I would caution against going into your kids room and throwing away all of the toys without their input. Sure, it works for some, but it could really backfire. If you're tempted to do this, just store the items away in the garage for at least a few weeks. If your kids end up wanting something that you took away, it will be easy to retrieve it without having to buy it again. After a couple of months, you'd probably be okay donating the toys without guilt. So if your child struggles with having too many toys, which of these strategies are you going to implement? Are you going to try a donation day? Is it so bad that you're just gonna declutter it all and see what happens? Storing it away until you determine that there's no meltdown, of course. Either way, I can't wait to hear what you try. And that wraps up our tips on how to declutter your kid's stuff. So to recap, one, if your kids are always losing things, start a habit of giving items a home. I recommend starting with an entry station so that things get put away as you walk in the door and are ready to go during those most stressful moments of trying to get out the door on time. Number two, If your kids never clean up, implement a 15-minute pick-up party every night before getting ready for bed. If you need more motivation, have everyone pick up between dinner and dessert. This, of course, will be so much easier if everyone already knows where their things belong, so make sure you are also working on giving everything a home. And number three, the last issue we touched on was the big one. If your kids have too many toys. The immediate solution is to get the items out of your home through either a cooperative donation day or to pack up the toys and put them in storage on your own. The long-term solution is to stop buying so many toys. Give experiences as gifts instead of things or implement the for gift idea for this holiday season. Next week on the podcast, we'll be discussing a very timely topic, clutter-free holiday gifts. You won't want to miss it. See you then.